Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly with Lindley Fu. Now, as Lynn mentioned, her daughter's piggy bank is full, as I'm sure are many other children's following the Lunar New Year holidays, which is always a favourite when it comes to uh, Angbaos. That's right. The Lunar New Year, always a you know, favourite holiday among kids. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, Ang Pao's, as you say, or, or New Year's snacks, new clothes, but particularly the Ang Pao money just gets them. They, they love receiving all sorts of different colourfully designed Ang Pao's, you know. But what do most kids do with their collected Ang Pao's? What do you do with your kids' Ang Pao's? Do you give them to your daughter or do you put them in an account for her? I do that. I keep them in an account for them, yes. That's what I do too. But I'm wondering, is there a better way for them to manage their money or perhaps learn more when it comes to financial literacy? As parents, how can we best educate them about the concepts of money and also investment and at what age, right? I mean, my kid's 10 months old and three years old, perhaps too early, perhaps not. Actually, we went to social media to ask you what your thoughts are on whether or not or at what age we should educate our children when it comes to financial literacy. We gave you a number of choices. We said from the day they enter the world. We also said from two to five years old as well as five to ten years old old. And the majority of you have said 5 to 10 years old, but a surprising number have also said, no need. Let them figure it out themselves. To help us understand more about financial literacy at a young age, we're joined on the line now by Roberto Ancajas, who is a portfolio specialist at Ford Asset Management. We're talking to them because they are passionate about teaching children about financial literacy. In fact, I understand they have launched a book. Good morning. Good morning, Roberto. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Roberto, you are a parent of one kid and he turns seven today, we hear. So at what age did you start teaching Oliver about the concept of money? I'm actually a parent of two boys, oh, okay. uh, four and seven, and Oliver does turn seven today. Happy uh, birthday, really, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, he's really, really excited. He woke up this morning and he told all of us, today I get to tell you guys what to do. <laughs> I have no clue where he learned that from, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, kids are like this vacuum cleaner and they just absorb and spit out what they hear around them. Roberto, <laughs> you know they say money doesn't grow on trees, but the <laughs> apple also does not fall far from the tree, uh, I guess, in some cases, right? It does, it does. <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> okay, so while we're wishing Oliver a very happy birthday, what age did you start teaching him about uh, finance, money and investments? Are you starting now or did you have your already started so uh, he said he just turned seven today uh, you know being in this industry i'm always very tempted to get him involved in a very young mm-hmm. age but being married and my mm-hmm. wife uh was from the preschool sector that's right and uh she she did tell me that ages three to eight are most important for learning and development and uh what's the most important concept is being age appropriate So while we can introduce them to things like money, handling money, there are certain uh, virtues and certain understanding around value and cost that we can slowly inculcate uh, with these guys, these young boys uh, from a young age. 
So well, we started to really teach Oliver how to add, how things add up, and how when you spend, things can really snowball. And therefore, what is the alternative? And we started doing that from a quite a young age, and he was uh, able to grasp that uh, to a certain extent. But once again, we had to make it relevant. And I'm not going to go to him and ask him what he thought, whether he wanted to know what the Fed did last night or what the S and P <laughs> did, because that's not age appropriate. But what I can do is I can ask him, "What did you spend your pocket money on?" Hmm. Instead of buying six nuggets, what else could you have bought? Could you have bought two sausages? Do you like sausages? What kind of sausages do you like? Do you, you know, and, and it starts to go on, and and uh, as long as we keep the communication line open, I think that's uh, that's a win already. When you say quite a young age, my son is three. How young is young? Oh man, I, I think three is a little too young <laughs> okay. to think about. Uh, think about uh, managing money. Uh, my youngest uh, is about four years old, mm. and uh, we haven't even started. Talking about money to, uh, to Elliot. Okay. So I'm yeah, yeah. No, no, don't worry about that. I mean, I, I, I'm a first-time parent, so uh, I'm making the rules as I go. But what I can lean on uh, definitely is my own experience when I was growing up, and also uh, things I've learned from the industry. And I think the most important thing that I've learned in the industry is that you cannot beat long-term investing. Little by little, things will grow. Through ups and downs, if you continue and commit to that regular、uh, mode of saving of investing, things pay off、uh, in the long term. It's great that we're talking about parental and financial perspectives. So, what are the basic principles of investing and financial literacy that every child should learn? You know, being a parent、yeah. and in the finance industry as well. I think these two values.、Uh, I'm not saying this because my company believes in it, but、mm-hmm. uh, Ford did put out two books. One is more than enough, and the other is little by little. And I think these two concepts really encapsulate what、uh, young children, and I mean from preschool onwards to primary, can really think about.、Uh, you know, the the book talks about having enough to eat, enough to enjoy, to share, to save, and to grow. So we need to first of all be grateful that what we have is enough, and、uh, we need to、uh, really drum that into the kids. And after that, we need to talk about how we grow things. And we things don't happen overnight, like we see on YouTube and social media and and all these things. Things take time. So give your investments, give your relationships, give your effort. Time to grow, and I think these are the things that we need to impart to our kids from a young age. That things take time, but for for a child, I mean, a long time could be homework. A long time could be watching,、uh, doing homework till we watch、mm-hmm. TV. So、um, you know, our time, our concept of time is very different from theirs because we've seen more. So once again, it's got to be age appropriate. That's right. I mean, when I tried to explain to my son, three more minutes or five more minutes, half an hour, <laughs> an hour, sometimes two can be five more minutes if we're talking about the playground. We're speaking to Roberto Ancajas, who is a portfolio specialist at Ford Asset Management. Roberto,、um, let's talk about the Teach Your Child to Invest initiative. You've mentioned it briefly there, and、sure. um, also the books that you have launched as well. Where are these books available? Um, how can people get access to them? 
So the cool thing about Ford is that it was uh, founded 40 years ago in South mm, Africa, okay. and it's helped many disadvantaged communities since then. Mm. And these two books are something that were already translated into various African dialects over okay. in South Africa. And uh, when we came to Singapore 10 years ago, uh, we started distributing these books, and we plan, and we actually have physical books to give out for free, and you can go onto the Ford website. It's under the publication section. You can get a soft copy there. If you want a hard copy, which I highly recommend because the print job and the coloring, it's more vivid when you mm. hold it in your hand. And I think that helps uh, draw a child in as well. And I think um, that could be beneficial for the parents. Uh, it was a hot favorite in my household for about three weeks. And uh, we've moved on to other books. But the, uh, the concepts are, I guess, timeless. Let's delve a little bit into the investment opportunities. Are there any that are suitable for children and how can they start investing? Yeah, sure. Uh, So uh, from a young age, young, I mean, (laughs) so for example, Oliver, Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be opening his uh, savings account uh, very soon. And uh, we want to keep him engaged and really teach him about things that uh, matter first. For example, if uh, physically counting the cash, and so that he builds an understanding about the value and the worth. And the, um, you know, my opinion is that the concept of interest is a very important gateway for managing finances. So developing an age-appropriate understanding is crucial. So once they have that savings account, we want to be able to tell Oliver that the interest gain is actually a reward for his saving. Mm-hmm. And that way he understands, you know, savings uh, interest can sort of build and grow your savings as well. But to your question on investments, there are many regular savings plans out there. And uh, what I like about these plans is that it's regular. Rain or shine, we need to commit a certain amount of money Mm -hmm. to this because even if the markets stagnate, even if the markets fall, even if the markets Mm -hmm. rise, we need to, to be committed in allocating a small sum every month regularly and after 10, 15 years, we'll be surprised. We'll be surprised that, that the money actually does grow. And I think the, uh, the temptations for us adults, because uh, we are who we are, uh, jaded by the world, we are extremely short-term in nature. We tend to take profit when we get, mm. we get a little bit of uh, that. We tend to pull investments out whenever we lose a little bit. But I'm telling you, uh, little by little, just like the second book says, and you'll get your big oak tree. I've got to ask you, Roberto. So we uh, reached out to our listeners to ask them what their thoughts were when it comes to uh, what age you should educate your child about financial literacy. We gave them four options. One was Mm. as soon as they enter the world. The second was age two to five. The third was five to ten. And the last was no need. Let them figure it out themselves. (laughs) And uh, most of our listeners, uh, well done. They all came in at that five to ten age bracket, which is what you're sharing. But a number of them, actually quite a large uh, percentage, said no need. Let them figure it out themselves. What are the pros and cons of just letting kids figure out um, their own way when it comes to navigating finances, financial markets, and the importance of long-term saving and managing money versus just kind of leaving them and letting them be? I think uh, to answer your question in whole, holistically, uh, Mm. we really need to be more mindful and intentional with our young ones. At the end of the day, we are their role models. We are their superheroes, like it or not, right? 
and uh, they are going to be a reflection of us. So the first thing we need to do is get ourselves in order because they are going to kind of mimic what we do, how we spend money, how we treat people, and whether we're respectful or kind. And all this has a very subtle way of you know building into the child's character. And when the child becomes a consumer that has discretionary spend, it's going to reflect in that as well. So I think focus on, on, on the values, uh, on the virtues of, uh, of a good management, time management, uh, money management. I think that's more important at this uh, two, three, four, five, six age. And when the time comes, uh, set up a savings account. Mm-hmm. Then after he understands the concept of savings, move to the concept of interest, then move to the concept of investments, but during that concept of investments, we need to un- help them understand the concept of debt, which is also a very important part. Roberto, I know a lot of habits start at home, uh, but very quickly, what more can be done to help children gain financial literacy? Can schools do more? Or? Yeah, I always felt that schools in terms of secondary, primary, and maybe even preschool, uh, kindergarten to a certain extent, they don't engage the child so much uh, Mm. in life skills. And I feel that being able to manage money is an important life skill. It could be something as simple as how do you spend $5 during recess? Uh, what if you had three? What would you spend? What if you had two? Yeah. What would you spend? Okay. And, yeah, I get thing. you. Thanks, Roberto. Well, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for. But sure. thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. No problems. Good speaking with you guys. Thank you. We've been speaking with Roberto Ancajas, who is a portfolio specialist at Ford Asset Management. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.